guys, welcome to the Purpose Podcast. We're so excited that you're spending some time with us today. And right now we're talking about truth. And last week we talked about truth uh, of Christianity and how that manifests in our life. Super excited about what we're talking about. Uh, We lead at Faith Promise Church. Uh, Maybe you're just stumbling across this or maybe you're a part of Faith Promise Church. And we're so excited about what God's doing. But the series we're in is called Did God Really Say? And really tackling truth, uh, absolute truth. And uh, the truth versus feeling is a big topic that people are wrestling Mm -hmm. with right now. And so last week we talked about uh, the truth and the validity of Christianity. And we're going to continue on in that conversation with a little different perspective this week. But just to kind of give you uh, an outline for what we're thinking during this series, uh, there is a truth that you can trust, and that truth is a person. Uh, and this truth is founded in a. Uh, this truth is founded on a person and grounded in a text. And so, talking about that person that this that is a truth, and that this truth is grounded in, and that person is Jesus. And so, we'll be talking about Jesus this week. And just a reminder: uh, this is Rachel, uh, my amazing wife, and this is Robbie. Uh, one of our pastors and leaders on staff. And if you check out the last podcast, Robbie talks about he's getting his PhD in apologetics and church history, some amazing things. And so really and theology. So really leveraging his knowledge on on this subject and uh, uh, apologetics. Just a reminder, a little refresher. What what is apologetics? So apologetics, it comes from first Peter three fifteen. It just means uh, defense of the faith. Um, it's where Peter said, hey, have a defense ready for the hope that's within you. But really, as we're talking about it, we're, we're talking about it in a way that it's it's not defending so much as you equipping to be able to share your faith and to win your world. That's right. That's right. And and if you are listening on any platform, you don't know that Dr. Freeman is wearing a planet He's shirt. just about to talk about his He's face. wearing <laughs> a planet shirt. And... Do you feel like it raises your IQ when you wear such shirts? Uh, since I bought this from a gas station, I oh suppose. My God. <laughs> Which gas station? Let's talk about it for a second. You bought it at a gas station. Can, what, is Bucky's going to like sponsor this? I <laughs> mentioned that it was Bucky's. Bucky's if you wanted to. There you go. Amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you ever bought a shirt at a gas station? No. <laughs> I love that she did just say station. no. She made sure you felt judged. First I one I bought. Yeah. So no. But yeah. I've heard Bucky's is, I still have yet to uh, go to one, but I've heard it's like a Walmart and I have bought plenty of shirts at Walmart. There you go. There you go. Okay. So yes. let's, let's just dive right into this sucker. Go for it. Is God real? Yeah. How do I know? So God is real. Okay. Um, Obviously, that uh, would yes, be great. We can move yeah, on. Yeah, that would be our. Podcast. It's a very the shortest podcast we've done. See you next week. Yes. No. So, okay, God's real. So, but how do we know? Well, even if you think back to our last podcast, we were talking about how most people are great with that answer, right? Right. Like, sure, God is real. I'm okay with it. Some God. Yes, and I would even say people are okay with the idea of maybe not the Holy Spirit exactly is how we would talk about it, but the idea of like a spirit. You know, people love the idea of being spiritual, but not religious. So really the question that most people are wondering is, is Jesus God? Right. Right. Okay. And so that's, that, that's the, that's the more important question. Yes. And speaking of spaceships, right. <laughs> I, I like to sometimes do this to help us think about like what, what we're actually telling people. All right. right. So imagine if you, um, thought that you saw an alien in your backyard. Okay. Right? That's the spaceship. Hey, time, I have some people in my life 
who are very <laughs> into they're, aliens. They're very into aliens. <laughs> they're gonna watch this. So <laughs> I know, and I'm just saying, I would love to know. Okay, yeah, no, no, we'll talk about it no, later. Yeah, I'm not talking about you aliens have to tell right me now. off the off the podcast. I'm just saying we need yes. to talk about it later. Okay, because this is a real thing. People okay. think they. So, so I saw an alien saw in my backyard. backyard. You saw an alien. You're convinced of it, right? right? So you go into a room of a bunch of people and you say, "Hey." Like, I just saw an alien last night. It was crazy. Like, shot, like, some light down in my backyard. Little gray person with dark eyes came out. The whole deal, right? Whole deal. People are not going to believe you, right? right? They're just not going to believe you. But then if you get some other people, like, that verified it, like Rachel and whoever else, like, that kind of helps the it story. Helps. We're like, okay, okay. So now think about what we tell people when we say, like, we're Christ followers, right. okay? We believe that... The triune God entered into creation as a human person right. that he died and then he like rose from the grave physically, right? Not like as a ghost form, like right. his physical body raised from the grave. Crazy. And we can like know him. We can talk to him now. He hears us. Like we love him. Like we worship him. Like when you say it all out like that, you know, it begins to sound Hard to believe, like yeah. the alien crazier story. Crazier than an alien. It, it's yeah. quite a bit crazier <laughs> than the alien story. But the cool thing is, it's kind of like that alien story where you've got, you know, a few people that start to to solidify that case. Like we've got thousands of years of Christ followers who have had these experiences, right? right. Who have met Jesus, who have had their lives transformed by Jesus. Beginning all the way back in 1 Corinthians 15, which is technically like the first Christian witness that we have, where Paul is telling them, hey, um, you know, like this is what we believe. This is what we, you know, Jesus was raised from the dead. These are the people that saw him after the resurrection. Like we've got these witnesses. There were 40 people here. There was James. There was Peter. You know, like he documents all that stuff. Right. Like that's within 15 years at most of the resurrection. Right. Like that's happening super early in there. So we've got this like long testimony of this fascinating story about Jesus, the person who, you know, is the God man, so right. to speak. And it's not just that it's not just that those uh that those disciples or those, you know, not not just not 12, Judas, you know, was a dissenter, but those those people, not just they believed it. Mm-hmm. You know, because if if you were like, well, of course they're going to say they believe that he raised from the dead, because if if they didn't say that, then their everything they had done for the last three and a half years would have been wasted. Right? Uh, they would have lost all of their like whatever position they would have had. But they ended up starting with Stephen. Mm-hmm. They ended up giving their life for it. So they didn't just say it was true, but they died saying it was true. Mm-hmm. All, as as much as we know. All of them died mm-hmm. saying it was true. Like there wasn't one person who claims to have seen him who backed off that when they were like, hey, we're going to crucify you upside down or, hey, we're going to cut your head off. And they were like, okay, I can't, I can't tell you that it wasn't true because it, that, that just has always been really impactful for yeah. me because there's something about saying it's true, but there's something about continuing to say it's true all the way until like your, your life is taken. Does that make sense? Yeah. That that's always been and and again I, I want to just just reiterate this. This isn't just like a like a heady conversation. Like people like you're if if you have kids or you have friends that you want to have a relationship with Jesus, not not just so they can go to heaven, but so they can experience John ten ten life and life to the full. They can have a purpose like some of that. It's important for you to be able to have these type of dialogues mm-hmm. and to be able to know why you believe what you believe because 
the enemy is trying to pull people away from truth, uh, making your truth what whatever you think and feel. So being able to know why Jesus was God is paramount. It is huge. And so that's one of the reasons. So we've we talked a little bit about this, but I think there's more to it. So mm-hmm. who is Jesus and why does it matter? Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, so there is, um, this is probably going to be the question or conversation that most people are are going to face and come up against, right? When they start to tell people who Jesus is. So the, a lot of what's called critical scholarship are people who have been like trying to kind of debunk or dismantle Christianity over the last hundred years for whatever reason, you know? So there's this pocket of people that are trying to debunk Christianity the interesting thing is uh, uh, among this group of people, there's what's called like sort of undisputed facts about Christianity. So that means I am like a historian. There's a famous guy named Bart Ehrman. He's kind of like the figurehead of the anti, um, like Jesus is not who we say he is as Christ followers. Okay. Okay. So he's going to say that all these things are true. Okay. He's going to say Jesus was a real person. Was a person. Like arguments against Jesus existing now are almost non-existent in schools and colleges. Like nobody tries to say that Jesus was imaginary or made up. Okay. Can I pause you? Yes. So we're, I, I don't want you to train. Why? So we know some of that, but why? Why are people? Why is it not disputable? Because a lot of people only know Jesus from the Bible. Right. Some people say the Bible is not true. Yeah. So why is it not disputed that Jesus was a real person? So even if you, uh, Bart Ehrman in this case, would say, like, he wouldn't say the Bible is not true. He would probably say something like, well, the Bible is a historical book. It's not like God's spoken word to people. Yeah. Okay. Even if you don't think the Bible is true, it's still a, a historical book or right. a record of some kind. So that's good. I'm not because sure that people see it that way. Well, though. I was going to ask. So the Bible has been like historically. proven to be historically accurate. Yes. And but even if you are in his case, you might say, I don't necessarily believe like he would say, I believe that the disciples believed that Jesus raised from the dead. Okay, he he, it's it's a little tricky there. He would say, I believe the disciples believed Jesus was raised from the dead. But he would say, I don't believe that Jesus was, right. but I believe that they believe. Right, and, sure. and Does that are, make sense? Yes, and there are, uh, but there's other texts that prove that Jesus existed. It's yes. not just the Bible, right? Sure, but even if it is just the Bible, it's not one book. We've got 20 you know, different letters and gospels and things like that. So the, the evidence that Jesus was a real historical person is just overwhelming. Like somebody, a rabbi from Nazareth doesn't make an impact on the world if it's not a real person. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I like, just I just want to highlight that the Bible is not just something we use in Like uh, Bi- the Bible is a historical book. Yes. And we're going to talk more yes. about it yeah, in, sure, yeah, sorry, in, our, right. in another podcast. You're right. So keep telling us about Jesus. So these are just the undisputed facts yes. that even people who would say, I study the Bible for my job, but I'm not a Christian. They would say Jesus was real. Right. He died on a cross. He was buried in Joseph of Arimathea's tomb. He was purported to do miracles and exorcisms. He was from Nazareth. He had followers, and his followers thought that he was resurrected. Okay. Right. That, so that's just the people who are not Christians that know about Jesus. That's what they would say. Yeah. That's a lot of undisputed facts that we right. have that we can work and with. And a lot of that stuff is even like in like the like the Quran, like what the Muslim, like the Muslim Bible. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, Jesus was real. Totally. He he was on a cross. Some, you know, he didn't die there, yes. right? So he didn't actually raise from the grave. That's that's their thought of it. But that's, I, I always thought that was pretty cool. But yeah, keep on going. So 
the the breaking point is for whether you're Muslim or whether you're an atheist that you know believes Jesus was real is what happened after Easter. Right. Okay. So that's where you have Christianity and non-Christians go. Right. So we can say safely now, everyone believes Jesus was real. Right. But then the breaking point is what happened, you know. Was he really resurrected? Yeah. Yeah. And so, and which again, I want to just stop for a second. There's a lot of arguments around, like about Christianity and all this kind of stuff. Creation, which again, we love Ken Ham. You know, we all, we all love Ken Ham and, uh, he's he's so good no. when it, oh you don't like him no I don't have a problem with him oh whatever yeah. I love Ken like Ham like Ken you if you're eyes. listening I love you but uh, no Ken, he's just a creationist what but but I what like I want to make sure like the linchpin for Christianity is the resurrection. Are y'all sassing me? No. <laughs> the, oh, I'll sass you all day. Yeah. Bobby will lie about it, but I won't. I'll sass the, you all day. The yeah, but the linchpin for Christianity it is did Jesus raise from the grave. Or not? Yeah, that's just and it's not new. Paul said that, right? Right. Oh no, totally. Oh yeah, no. Well, I think that's something that you and I have discovered in sharing our faith, and I'm sure you as well. There are sometimes that we want to have conversations and answer questions that don't have anything to do with the person of Jesus. Right. So some there may hey, I have an issue with you know you might be sharing with somebody say I just have an issue in those are say hey I don't really understand all that either. I want to know what you think about Jesus Christ. Totally. Was Jesus Christ who he said he was? Yes. And so when somebody, when when someone asks me like, hey, why, you know, like the Bible, outside of the Bible saying Jesus was resurrected, mm-hmm. how, how do I share that truth? So uh, a few things. There's, uh, there's a really massive book. It's called The Resurrection of the Son of God. It's by a, a writer named N.T. Wright. It's extremely dense. I love N.T. Wright. I love N.T. Wright. Great yeah. stuff. He's got some good YouTube stuff. He does. Well. And He's his, great. Uh, you know, we're we're just going to be the tip of the iceberg for a lot of these questions. Totally. But right. he's got a podcast called Ask N.T. Wright Anything that I listened to. Got great responses to a lot of this stuff. Oh, real thoughtful, okay. real gospel focused. Yeah, we so, love him. That's um, good. But he wrote this book. And it really transformed how we think in, I I hate to say stuff, like in academic circles or whatever about the resurrection, which is basically like he makes the argument in that book that belief in Jesus's divinity could only have logically come about after they witnessed the resurrection. Right. Okay. That's the only, that's the only explanation to it. Right. And it wasn't like a spiritual resurrection. Like it was a bodily resurrection. Like it was totally unexpected. It was not like a part of what they were expecting, you know, like this was a whole new thing. Right. And so the, you have to keep in mind, like these are Jewish monotheists, right? right? All of Jesus' followers were Jewish monotheists. They believed in like one God and then Jesus resurrected from the dead. And they're like, "What? okay, this is new. We got to process this. Right. We have to figure this out. Like what is happening here? And then you've got the, you know, witness of the Holy Spirit as well. So you've got this like, you know, this, full-on experience in the early church of the triune God for the first time, like in a really tangible way. And so to me, when people say like, how can we prove that Jesus was resurrected from the dead outside of the Bible? Like we don't have to make that argument because like the Bible is, it is the evidence of that in a lot of ways. And so you, you don't just say like, well, we don't have to believe in the Bible because we can just set that aside. 
Like you have to talk about Matthew, who was a follower of Jesus, who documented all these things. Mark, who is a friend of Peter and like his disciple, like he wrote all these things down in the book of Mark, like Luke, who was not even connected to them, who was just a doctor who was like so curious about this that he wanted to go interview a bunch of people. He wrote all this stuff down. John, who was supposed to be Jesus's closest disciple, wrote all this stuff down. Peter, in both of his letters, he writes about the resurrection and what that means. James, who is Jesus's brother. Like, how crazy does an event have to be for you to totally. think your brother is the son of God? Totally. <laughs> you totally. know what I mean? Well, it's wild. And, and I and their their concept of like Messiah before Jesus. Right. They were looking for a radical deliverer. Right. You know, the people, I mean, the Roman Empire totally. was in total control. They were marginalized people, yeah. oppressed. And so when they were looking for, you know, deliverance, they weren't they weren't looking for Jesus. It definitely wasn't going to be a guy dead on a cross. Oh, like that was not what they had in For mind. sure. So um, I'd love for you to just talk about, you know, hey, so Jesus is. He's, yeah. He's God. Yeah. He's resurrected. Yes. And you had talked about in your own story that you were looking for ways right. to God. So is Jesus the only way? Uh, yes. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so if Jesus is the only way, but this is a really hard no, thing it is. I, for, <laughs> for people to, to grasp in here because what I hear when you say that yes. is that you, you, that God doesn't love, right. then God is not loving mm -hmm. because if he really did love us so much, he wouldn't care however we could get to him. Right. He would make a way for everybody all the time. So can you help unpack for me? Yeah. Hey, how do I how do I have that conversation? Yeah, I mean, I think that there's what underneath of that is is this like vague sense of religious pluralism, which is that people don't want to feel like exclusive, you know, right. like they want to like be inclusive to you other hate, people. We and hate stuff. to tell other people you're wrong. Yeah, that's what it comes down to. Especially telling yes. you're wrong. And because you're wrong, you're going to hell. Yeah, that's you know what I'm saying? And that's we what don't some wanna... people hear. From it, yeah. right? So, well, we believe that. Yes, you know, yes. and we don't, we don't, but we don't like to say that. Yep, that is very true. So, what? Um, but what is underneath that is like very few people are quick to put like a coexist bumper sticker on their car, but they're not super quick to like read the Bhagavad Vita or you know the Hindu books of the dead or whatever there right. is out there, right? What I mean is that people like the idea of religious pluralism more than actually looking into all the different religions and things like that themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the you know from my own personal experience like i really invested and looked into all of these different religious faith uh faiths as like a whole picture of them and individually i mean right. like weird stuff like baha'i um you know hinduism that's not weird it's more common but just like zoroastrianism all of these different kind of ways we know all about zoroastrianism, zoroastrianism. zoroastrianism. say yes. that 10 times fast i can't say it the once <laughs> so they uh, i found what i would call glitches in all of these glitches in their entire perspective or their worldview whereas christianity as a whole picture like made the most sense. Like right. Christianity made sense of our human experience. It made sense to me logically. It made sense to me emotionally, experientially. Like it just worked, right? Yeah. So at the first thing against those people that want to say, are there many paths? Like you got to see if they're like, wh what are they really getting at? Right. There? Like, do they just like that idea of it? Um, I think that the, another part of it is that people, um, 
I think part of it comes maybe from Christi- Christians or people who like have that perspective. Maybe it's almost like an excuse for them to not have to share their faith. Right. Like they might like the idea of, well, like maybe God has a path for them. So maybe I don't want, I need to force my beliefs on them. Right. You know? So like, that's not super healthy if yeah. you're approaching it from like a universalist perspective as a Christ follower. Right. It's almost like you're kind of giving yourself a pass in that sense. Yeah. And it, that, and it's not biblical. No, no, because John, it's not. John, it's, it's John one, isn't it? Where Jesus said, "You know, He is the way. He is the way, truth, and life. There's yes, no way to the Father but through Me." Yeah, one sacrifice, one cross, one Jesus, it, one death, one atonement. Right, that's what there, it there, is. There's only one, and I, I do. I just think that that's important because Jesus was, Jesus was loving. Yeah, but to say that, but to say that God again, that God is so loving. And when I was witnessing to a guy on the plane the other day, so I just don't believe if God's so loving that he would let somebody go to hell. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were just talking, well, if if God is God, it means he's perfect. Right. So he is all loving, but it, it means he's also just. And there has to be a payment for the sin mm-hmm. that we've committed. And so you can't you can't say that he's God and then and then pick what attributes are more than others. If he's God, then he's perfect. Right. And all those attributes manifest completely. Mm-hmm. You know, so Again, so uh, uh, good. No, I was just going to say, I think there's other questions that you can get to with those people as well. Like, you know, okay, so if there's, you know, if you want there to be, what would be more loving? Would it be two ways to God? Would it be three? Would it be four? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, because people don't actually think of those all the way through. They just are staying on that surface level. So even if somebody says like, well, there's got to be more than one way to God, like how many? Like, would you be happy if there were two? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like right. they they're just not fully developed thoughts that most people have. They're just right. bumper sticker thoughts for the most part, yeah, to be honest. That's good. And so we talked about a little bit of this, but I think this is important for people because we there's a lot of people I think who love Jesus. Yes. But maybe can't articulate either why or whatever. So how can we know about his life? I think that a lot of people already, and our next podcast is on the Bible. Right. But I think a lot of people are already feeling more like confident in the biblical text hopefully are inspired to spend a little more time in it yeah but what can we know about jesus's life so we know like i just want people to like really wrap their head around that when we say like we can believe in the bible about what we know about jesus's life like it's not one book it's not one source there's multiple letters multiple authors there's multiple people that are giving testament to his life that were collected together yeah right and not not people that you would expect like his brother yeah like saul yeah yeah uh, yeah. so so not not just fanboys like peter or john would be that but there's people that you wouldn't put in that category yes who end up giving their life believing that he was the the son of God who rose from the dead. Yes. So I think that we can know those things about Jesus's life. I think some of the other stuff too comes from um, things that we learn, like as we, as we're worshiping, as we pray, like your own personal growth with Jesus, like, you know, having a personal relationship with him, there are things that he's going to reveal to you during that time and that only the Holy Spirit can reveal to you. Yeah. Right. So I think that um, it's called the internal witness of the Holy Spirit. Um, it's something that's hard to put words around, but if you're like a dedicated Christ follower and like you get it, 
You know what I mean? You get that the Holy Spirit is this internal witness to all this stuff. Do right. you know what I mean? Totally, yeah. And, and that's a valid thing. Like, that's not something that you just set aside. It's not super ethereal. Like, if we believe all this stuff about the Bible, it means, like, we believe that we are transformed by the Holy Spirit. We're given a new mind, the hand that holds you, molds you, whatever right. you want right, to say right, it. Right, right, yeah. So, to me, like, that's how we know about his life is through the internal witness of the Holy Spirit. Well, if I can just say, you can argue all day about all kinds of things, but you can't argue your experience. Right. You know, and so, um, I mean, we've had the miraculous happen in our life. I mean, when River was dead in my womb, I had miscarried him. Yeah. And he was resurrected in my womb. There is the doctor, Lily, she could not uh, explain what had happened. Mm-hmm. And I... I want like just to empower the people listening, like your testimony. We overcome by the blood of the lamb, mm-hmm. just Jesus' blood. It's all you've already been given power. You have access to the Holy Spirit and the word of your testimony. And your testimony is so important. And I uh, really for us as we have these conversations, as we talk about truth, like your your life, and, and we talked about this in our last podcast, is a beginning, it is the first defense the first conversation. So your experience of transformation, you being transformed by God, being surrendered and submitted to him is so valuable Mm -hmm. when it comes to showing people truth. Hey, one more question I just want to ask you. You know, I think that some people say, hey, you know, I'm sharing my testimony. Mm -hmm. And they say, well, that's great for you. Right. But what difference does it make in my life? Like transformation, that's great that it was for you. Yes. But what does it, maybe transformation is not for my life. To what follow Jesus the yeah. person. What does it mean? What difference is it going to make whether I follow Jesus or not follow Jesus? Because I can just be a good person without surrendering my life to Christ. Yes. I, I think that's super important. And I, you could correct me if I'm wrong. This might sound harsh. But if you as a person don't have an answer for that yourself, then it might not be the best thing for you to be evangelizing, okay? Sounds harsh, but let me explain what I mean yeah. by that. Like, there there has to be a difference in your life. Like, you have a relationship with the creator of the universe. Right. Like, your sins were forgiven. Like, you have a plan and a purpose in your life now. So, like, that ha- there has to be transformation that you've experienced right. in your life. Right. You know, otherwise you're just telling someone, like, hey, you know, did you realize that, uh, you know, that the color blue is, you know, not found anywhere in the mammal kingdom. There's no animals that are blue. Like, cool. That means nothing. (laughs) It is true. Uh, (laughs) I mean, there's like birds and lizards that have blue, but no mammals. But the point of that is um, that that there is like transformation that happens as you become a Christ follower. So you, you should be able to articulate that, you know, like, hey, like I have peace in my life now. I have the fruits of the spirit in my life. Like there, right. you you have to be able to have an answer to that. Like, what is the difference that it's made in my life to follow Jesus? Yeah, right. No, I I totally agree. And I, I it it would be if if there hasn't been transformation that you can point to, I was you know, say this good. if there's say not it. been transformation you point to, then it's just it's just a new set. And, well, and there's not a difference between again you go with the Quran or the other the other religions that you study. There's not a difference without mm-hmm. like a transformed life. Mm-hmm. And and actually. Just to encourage you on your way out, if you read 1 Corinthians chapter 1, it talks about how the difference between the wisdom of the world mm. and the wisdom of the Word, the wisdom of the Bible. Actually, 1 Corinthians 1, 18 says, For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who have been us who have been saved, which is a relationship, uh, a belief in Jesus, 
It is the power of God. For it is written, and this is important, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and the intelligent of the intelligent I will frustrate. Now that's a quote that mm. Paul is using here from Isaiah 29, 14. Mm. Just a commitment that I've made this year reading the Bible. Every time there's a, a, a quote from the Old Testament, I go back and read it. And I went back and read this last week in the Bible reading plan in Isaiah 29, 14. Before it says, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and the intelligent of the intelligent I will frustrate, he says, I will astound these people with wonder after wonder. Huh. It's it's uh, I'm, I'm getting the goosies right now just thinking about it. That's cool. So it's not just about a knowledge. It's not just a news headline that Jesus is the Son of God, Jesus on the cross. He said, I will astound these people with wonder after wonder. And so when you live a life that is transformed, when mm. you live a life that's believe, believing in Jesus, receive the Holy Spirit, walk in the fruits of the Spirit, that's why we talk about here in a minute, or sorry, the next podcast talking about the Bible. That's why it's so important to be transformed by that word, that's belief in Jesus, this new identity as a son or a daughter of the Most High King, because your life should astound people with wonder after wonder, and, and it will destroy the wisdom of the wise of the pluralist mm-hmm. of all these of all these religions and it and it's, I, we just believe that and we believe that's your purpose for everybody your purpose is to walk in this transformed life and for you to win your world around you and we love you we believe in you and we actually can't wait for you to come back next week we keep on equipping you to win your world we'll see you next week